Come on, church. Celebrate the goodness of God. You may be seated. Wow. That's good stuff right there. Hey, um, just want to uh, do two quick housekeeping things. First of all, uh, a brand new series is starting a week from today. And uh, guys, uh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be rich in theology. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to be talking about after amen. And we all have been there, have we not? Where we prayed for something and we asked God and God sometimes moved mightily in the way we wanted him to and other times God did not. And so this is a series where we're gonna talk about confession and promises and sometimes our expectations not being fully met and uh, we're gonna go after this and hopefully uh, learn to activate our faith, but also learn to think theologically about what God is doing and how God sometimes does not act like we want God to act. Secondly, and this is a big one, um, happy Mother's Day. For the moms in the house, happy Mother's Day. And before I continue, I just want to say, I, I know that this can be a, a, a painful day for some, um, and I, I get that, and I am um, I'm praying for all of you that that might be the case. I was up really early this morning, actually, and God laid that on my heart, and so I am sincerely praying for you. But hey, one thing we can all agree on is that we all came from mothers. We, we all came from mothers, and so we, we, we can thank God for mothers, even if even if that experience was not ideal or even if uh, we, we have been trying and, and we've had some, some challenges in that area. But um, being a mother is a tough job. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they, I believe moms really represent the character and the heart of God. And uh, what all moms have in common is that their children's birth changed them forever. Like, guys, I don't know what you're like, but like, whenever I saw any of our children uh, being born and Amy giving birth, I, I, I like tapped out, like, I'm done. I'm like, you win. You win. You know what I'm saying? Moms are incredible, and their children's birth changed their lives. For nine months, their bodies worked hard to create a brand new human being, and giving birth is just the beginning. So, for all of you moms out there, we salute you. We have some of the best moms on the planet, and we have you a flower. Oh, yes, we do. And I don't mean just this one up here. No, no, no. We have one for every single mom. It's called, get you some of this, it's called a succulent. Did you know this? It's a succulent. It's a nice word. I like that. Succulent. We, we, have, a, we have a little succulent for every single mom here today. And so I'm going to put that right there in honor of you moms. And we'll have those on your way out today. Can we just honor our moms one more time, even those who are online? A lot of them are at graduations today. Colleges are graduating today and all that. Kind of. By the way, where did spring go? What is up with this? Hey, who's fired up from Vision Day last week? Woo! That was a good, good celebration. Today, I want to talk with you about the how behind the what? The what? The how behind the what? 
the what, right? The how behind the what. Last week, we celebrated all that God's done. Well, not all. I told you we'd stay here all day long and, and have dashers bringing us food if we celebrated at everything. But I listed some things on the screen last week. It was two full screens. We've cut them down just to one. But just to kind of show you, because this is what I want to talk to you about, the how behind the what. Here are some things. Let's just go through them real quickly. 20 years, we've experienced 16,000 salvations. Hello. Hello. All right, keep going. We've witnessed 4,013 believers' baptisms. We've seen 39,095 first-time guests visit New Hope. Let's continue. We currently have 4,857, 4,857 members continuing. 25,000 meals prepared for the hungry. 16 homes repaired or built with habitat or brushed with the kindness. Thousands of kids receiving Christmas through New Hope. Thousands of turkeys so families can enjoy Thanksgiving meals. Thousand plus kids sponsored through Compassion International. Now, now, yeah. Now, you, you, why, why is he showing us that again? We showed us that last week. I know, I get it. And like I said, I, I could be like the Energizer Bunny and I could go on and on and on. But what I want to talk to you about today is the how behind the what. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about this? We all know, come on, that we want to see God continue to move mightily on our behalf in the life and ministry of New Hope Church. Agreed? Like you, you should see your faces. Everybody, everybody agrees to that, right? We all want to see God continue to move mightily. But have you ever stopped to think how is that actually going to happen? You see, it is one thing to sit up in here and sing the songs and praise the Lord, right? It's, I mean, you can sit up in here and raise your hands, which I love. We, if, we, if you feel free and you want to raise your hands in worship, that's awesome. You can, you can come in here and you can take scrupulous notes on the message, and I hope you do. But the question that I want to just thrust our way today, it is another thing entirely to ask ourselves, how... Do we position ourselves so that God continues to move mightily on our behalf? I want to give you a statement that will drive everything I say today. True commitment always involves a significant sacrifice. Hello. Hello. Can you read that with me out loud? True commitment always involves a significant sacrifice. You ever been to Arlington Cemetery? Hmm? We've been there, you've seen it. The armed services and military men and women who give their lives for us to live in this great country, they know about sacrifice and commitment. Two weeks ago, I guess it was just last week actually, the week before, I guess it was two weeks ago, my son and I, Benjamin and I, jumped in uh, the truck with my other son, his twin brother, Wesley, and we drove from Fort Benning, Georgia to Fort Carson, Colorado Springs, where he has been enlisted as a U.S. Ranger. He just graduated from U.S. Ranger School, and he showed up, and he, listen, he, he's got a Chevy truck, like a rock, um, 380,000 miles on this Chevy truck. And we drove it from Georgia to Colorado Springs. I'm talking 35 miles an hour up the hills, 80 coming down, baby, with a U-Haul trailer. It was awesome. We had all kinds of discussions and fun and laugh and just, we had a blast, lifetime of memories in that one trip. But we talked, I talked with Wesley during that trip. He's going out there by himself, knows no one. He's, he's not in a familiar place. And he's not blinking about it at all. Why? Because he understands sacrifice and commitment, right? Uh, it, 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 it's Mother's Day, so let's talk about raising a kid. You know how much it costs to raise a kid these days? 
the, the statistics just came out. It costs about $275,000 to raise a youngin today, and that's modest. So those of you thinking about having kids, just think about it. Like, go for it. I, I think it's a great thing. Listen, and, and I just want to tell you, girls are twice as expensive as boys. Can I get an Amen. I mean, dude, you can take a boy, you can buy, buy him a pair of underwear, he'll wear that thing for seven years. <laughs> we got some college dudes up here going, what's wrong with that? Hey, dude, <laughs> you do you, bro. You just keep rolling, right? Uh, hey, how about this? How about this? If you get kids, you're going to want to take them here. Everybody wants to take them here. Let's, let's go to Disney. I just want to tell you, the more they smile, the more you make them smile, the more money you're going to spend. It's just a correlation, right? Just get ready for it. Those of you who go to college, today's graduation weekend, right? You go to college. You know that when you go to college, if you're going to walk out with a degree, it's going to take sacrifice and commitment, right? How about this? Those of you who, who want to get in shape, right? We all know that our bodies will never, ever get in shape, even if we are committed without sacrifice. Come on, come on. Do you hear what I said? Even if we're committed... Without sacrifice, it won't happen. You can pray until the cows come home, but if you don't sacrifice certain foods and time and effort, by the way, that stinks, does it not? And just unfortunately, our bodies will not get in shape. You can talk about after amen. You can pray all you want, but it ain't gonna happen unless you sacrifice, right? The bottom line when it comes to sacrifice is that the best things in life really only come through sacrifice. Agreed? Come on. The best things in life only come through sacrifice. And we all know, do we not, that the ultimate sacrifice was Jesus of Nazareth, who died on a cross for you. You see, God could have intended to save the world, but if he had not made a sacrifice, it would have probably amounted to nothing. Even God had to embody and exude a sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sins and mine. Come on, John 3, 16. We know it. Why don't we read it out loud, even from memory? Go. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, that is why the season that we are in as a church is so very important. You might recall last week that I said as hopelessness grows in our world, the message of new hope becomes more and more important. And we're going after it, church. We're going after it in the next 20 years. We're going after the goodness of God. Come on, for the goodness of humanity, like we've never gone after it before. We are committed to this God-sized vision, but it will only come, listen, this is, this is the how behind the what. It will only come to fruition when commitment is accompanied with sacrifice. And it's my job to be brutally honest with you about that stuff. Here's that driving statement again. True what? True what, church? Commitment always involves a significant what? Sacrifice. So I want to talk to you today about financial sacrifice. I want to share with you my heart. And I just want to say on the front end, listen, I don't plan on twisting any arms. I don't plan on manipulating. 
I don't plan on browbeating anybody. I don't plan on trying to make anybody feel guilty. I think I can say in 20 years, I haven't done that and I'm not going to start now. What I want to do more than anything is just talk about, again, this is my job to, to explain the reality. The things that we desire for God to do won't happen without sacrifice. And more than anything, I hope to just educate as a church today. We have a lot of new people here today, and some of you might not have been taught this growing up. I don't know how you picture and imagine all of this happening in the church, but I got news for you. It doesn't happen from car washes. It doesn't happen from bake sales. It doesn't happen from... Now, some churches, they try to make it happen that way. It doesn't happen from silent auctions. It happens from what I'm about to talk to you about today. And not only am I, I'm not gonna manipulate or twist your arm, I'm just gonna get in and out of this subject matter, I'm not gonna apologize for talking about it. I mean, could you imagine a preacher, if he got up here and was gonna talk about murder and said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I gotta talk about this subject. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm, I'm sorry. I need, I need to talk to you about you know, the fact that you really shouldn't murder. <laughs> Or, or, or adultery, right? I'm going to talk to you about, you really shouldn't commit adultery. You really shouldn't steal. Like, why would a preacher do that? And the only person who gets mad when a preacher talks about murder, well, is a murderer. The only one who gets mad when a preacher talks about adultery is the adulterer, right? So, I, you know, I'm just going to talk about this. And if God starts to prod you a little bit today and poke you and convict you, don't get mad at me, but just do business with God on this very, very important subject. Deal? Deal. Here we go. Here we go. This is why Paul would say to the church in Rome, Romans 12, verse 1. Come on, you read out loud so well. Let's keep it going today. Go. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, this comes from Paul. Paul was a persecutor of the church. Talking about murderer. Paul murdered Christians until God cleaned his clock, knocked his butt off a horse. Paul had an amazing, life-changing conversion experience and was sent to a house, Ananias, and, the, and, and God changed his life. And one of the primary ways in which Christians have agreed for 2,000 years now to offer ourselves as living sacrifices is in the arena of our finances. Again, I'm fully aware that some of you, this is news to you, which is why I'm so glad you're here. The way God set up his church and the people of God to function and move and take territory in this world and push back the darkness and lift high the Christ, the light was through giving, through giving. And so I want to talk to you today. Again, just hit these three things and then we're going to, we're going to wrap up three levels of giving. How many? Three levels of giving. Here's the first level that we see throughout the scriptures. It's called tithing. Everybody say tithing. 
I got a feeling I got some cheerful givers in this worship celebration. I, I can just feel it up in here. I can just feel it. Genesis 14, 19 through 20, the Bible says, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram by God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a what? A tenth. Gave him a tenth of everything. So that is a tithe. The word is apodicato. It goes throughout the Old Testament, even into the New Testament. It is the concept that a person who believes and loves God, when they get their financial house in order, they will honor God with a tithe, which is what? A tenth. Look at what Jesus said in Luke eleven forty two. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. So Jesus is saying to them in the New Testament, listen, tithing is not everything. There are the things that you should do, but don't you dare neglect the tithe. And so I've been trying to think about how I could teach this today. And I need a volunteer. I actually, actually, I'm actually, I think I'm going to look for a married couple today. Um, do I have any volunteers? You ought to see you people right now. <laughs> people like, y'all like, y'all like my dog, Abby, man. When I, when Abby does something wrong, I, I'll look at her, Abby will go. Y'all know how dogs like, you know what? I'm not, ooh, perfect. I'm not going to do married. I'm going to do newly engaged. Would you two join me on stage? Well, would you give it up for Jaden and Alex? I got you. They just got engaged. I mean, just like a week ago. This is awesome. What's up, man? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, you want to you get that chair for her? You want to get that chair for her? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'll get there, buddy. You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, now, this is awesome because Jaden is on staff here. She leads our uh, NH kids, and she also leads our NH students while we're looking for a student pastor. And Alex arrived on the scene, check this out, six months ago. Brother moves fast. Brother moves fast. Um, so here's, and, and this is, and I sat this here earlier. This is not a part of the prop, but, but Jaden, um, have a succulent. Um, what I got up here... What I got up here is a tray of Chick-fil-A cookies. <laughs> Glory to God. And um, yeah, they're, they're pretty sweet. So I, I got a plate here. Congratulations on your engagement. And so here I'm giving you 10 cookies. I am the cookie giver. They are mine. And I am giving them to you. Now, what I want you guys to understand is you can't outgive me. You, you cannot, and, and I don't, y'all don't have any cookies. I don't see any, you any cookies in here, Alex? No, no, I don't no. see any cookies. I got the cookies, and I'm giving you the cookies. And what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to tithe off your 10 cookies to me, because I gave it to you in the first place, right? And so I'm just wondering, would you, would you honor me, <laughs> Would you honor me as the cookie giver with a tithe? Would you do that? Yeah? Seriously? 
You gonna save me 10%? See, this, as you can tell, we did not rehearse this. This is gonna be fun up in here. All right, well, will you, will you give me a whole one, brother? A whole tie. Jaden, Jaden, that's why she's on staff, right? All right, so I'm just gonna put that on, on my plate right there. So, so, so brother, before y'all get married, I, I wanna, I wanna work you through some premarital counseling and, and some, <laughs> all right, y'all stay, y'all stay right there for just a moment. So, thanks be to God, Jaden decided to tithe a cookie. That's what a tithe is, church. The Bible says in Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into my house and return it to me, return the tithe, not give it, return it. Why does the Bible say return it? Because it belongs to God in the first place. Just like the cookies belong to me. So the Bible says, return it. See if I will not bless you, throw open the floodgates of heaven and bless you. Not always financial. Don't go there. We're not in the prosperity gospel stuff, even though God can do that at times. But that is a tithe. So a person takes their income streams. I cannot believe you did that right there. <laughs> takes, a, takes their income streams, whatever they are, they do the math those who get finances right actually do the math. It's not, it's not rocket science. They do the math. They figure out what the tithe is. They divide it by 52 if they're going to give weekly, or they divide it by 12, which is what I do and most of you do, if they're going to give monthly. The first level of giving is the what? Help me out, balcony. It's the what? Tithe. It's the tithe. Okay? Second level of giving Offerings, offerings. Offerings are above and beyond the tithe. The tithe is just what, what, what it means to be faithful, right? That's, that's being faithful with your finances. But the Bible does talk about this other area, which is called offerings. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Chronicles 21, 25, 26, and 28. So David paid Aaronah 600 shekels of gold for the site. David built an altar to the Lord, and there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord, and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offering. At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Aaronah, the Jebusite, he offered, there's that word again, he offered what? Sacrifices there. So what it means to be faithful with your finances is I'm gonna honor God with the tithe. But in the Bible, there are cases, and we've seen it in this church, where people are blessed, and, and, and sometimes I don't mean with more, but they're blessed with the gift of generosity. They're blessed with giving more than the biblical tithe. And so I'm wondering, <laughs> Jaden, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, this is, what you don't know about this guy, like seriously, this is a man of God. He, wouldn't, he would not have gotten Jaden's hand if he was not a faithful, committed man of God. He's also a, a trickster and a jokester, which I love, but he's a man of God, and so he's up here with Jaden, heart and soul. So I'm just wondering, Alex, if you would give me an offering of your cookies. I gave you 10, I gave you 10. You, you, got, you tithe one, you got nine left. You going you just gonna give me one more? Oh, 
No, it's, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I think, I think that'll work. There's no, you can't, you can't, just, you can't, just, you can't set this out. This depends on the heart of the giver. God loves a cheerful giver. So if he wants to give me one cookie as an offering, that's not, we all know Jaden would have given me two. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Offerings. Alex, well done. It's, it's offerings. It's, it's above and beyond the tithe. Now, there's this third level of giving. And, and again, this, this is found in scriptures, and we've seen this in the life of New Hope Church. And this level is extravagant giving. Extravagant giving. This would be the highest level of giving in the Bible. And my favorite story to look at this when it comes to extravagant giving is John chapter 12. Go ahead and turn there in your phones or your, or your Bible if you got it, John chapter 12. Now you might recall on Easter, I preached on John chapter 11 where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. So remember that, remember? So he raises Lazarus. Mary and Martha, they get hacked off at Jesus. He's late. He comes, he raises Lazarus from the dead. And in John chapter 12, immediately after that, they start to have a dinner party for Jesus. Here we go. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus's honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard. Some of you are like, what is nard? Some of you came with it on you today. It's perfume. It's perfume. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served with Lazarus among those who climbed at the table. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. I love this story. It's a beautiful sacrifice. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. It's a fascinating story. She took a pint of pure nard. Now, in this day and age, that represented one year's salary. And I remember when I used to study this and teach on this from time to time, I, I would often wonder, man, could anybody do that today? And I'll never forget when we engaged in this campaign to buy these 36 acres of land here in the epicenter of Central North Carolina and build phase one of this building, not phase two, but phase one, we had a faithful new hoper who read this passage and she was convicted and decided to give a year's salary to the campaign. It still happens today. It's a very extravagant kind of giving. C.T. Studd said this, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. Isn't that a great quote? It's, it's extravagant giving. Mary was downright extravagant with Jesus. The tithe is where we live to be faithful and begin, but there's these other areas in the Bible of offerings and extravagant giving. Back to our beautiful married couple-to-be. I'm wondering if y'all would be extravagant in giving me, they're mine anyway, I gave them to you in the first place. Oh, by the way, do you know one of these bad boys, a thousand calories? 
a thousand calories. And if I let my sinful carnal nature kicks in, I'll eat every one they give me, so I'm not gonna do that. But I'm just wondering, like, would you guys, what do you think would be extravagant? So you, you gave me the tithe, one-tenth, then you gave me one more, so you're at 20%. What do you think an extravagant giving of the cookies would be for me today? No, 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 no. See, I'm gonna stop you. And God probably wouldn't stop you, but like if you do that, you do that, like you aren't gonna have anything to eat. So, I mean, sometimes there are people who say, you know, I'm gonna give it all. Come on, come on, it's okay to use our brains. If you give it all, you're gonna end up under the bypass on I-40 in a cardboard box. And I love you, I don't think you wanna be there. You with me? So, I mean, I don't mean to, maybe I shouldn't hamper this, but I think it actually gives me a great teaching opportunity. God, God wants you to, to live a life where your needs are taken care of. He wants to bless you. So while I appreciate that, I don't, I don't, I don't need 10, bro. What, what, what do y'all think would be an extravagant offering of your cookies? That's more like it. That's more like it. And Jane just threw another one in. Okay, so, so they gave, they've given me seven cookies and they have two and a half left because he took a big old bite out of one. Now that is extravagant giving. Not the call of God upon everybody's life, not saying that, but it is the call of God upon some people's life. And here's what you need to know as we start to wrap up. When a person honors God with the tithe, or in some cases, offerings, or extravagant giving, God loves to bless that person. God wants to bless those who are going to use that which he has given them to be a blessing. Why would he bless someone who's going to be selfish and hoard everything? He wants you to be a river, not a reservoir. He wants his resources to flow through you to other people. And so these guys have shown what it looks like to be extravagant givers I got more where this came from. And so we're gonna send you home with a whole nother tray of cookies. So now you have 12 and a half cookies. Thank you for engaging this process. Give it up, guys. Thank you so much. Y'all are good. You can get those afterwards if you want, or you can get them now. It doesn't matter. See, see the principle? It's. Great job, guys. Hey, Alex, next time. I love you, brother. I love you. You're raw. You're just out there. Next time, let her walk down the stairs first. And if you want to take it to a whole nother level, take her hand as she... It's all good, bro. It's all good. Give it up for her one more time. This is how we do it. This, this is how we take more territory. And this is how we position ourselves for God to continue to use us in the days ahead. Again, we all want that stuff to keep happening, agreed? 
But what very few people are willing to stand up and talk to you about is the how behind the what. This is how we do it. Jesus is the noun of the Bible. He is the central figure of the Bible, but giving is the verb. And so I don't know where you are on this today. But I told you, I'm, I'm going to get in and out. I'm not going to sit up here and preach and hoot and holler and sweat and tell you to send in your offerings and then go back to your mailbox and in a day or so, you're going to get a sweat cloth from me. Ha! And we're going to... Oh, yeah, I ain't, I ain't into all that. That's not... It's, it's, just, it's just biblical. It's, I'm, just, I'm just teaching you how the Bible says it's done and how the church has been funded for 2,000 years. And when God's people get a hold of this vision for what it means to be generous and God looks down on a people, in this case, a tribal people who've, who've put our stake in the ground to declare we believe Jesus is the son of God. We believe he rose from the dead and we wanna live our lives for him. When God looks down and sees a people who are generous with their resources, he then blesses that church. He blesses that, that, that people and he lets his resources flow through them. And you need to know that our staff, we live this out. We would never invite you to do anything that we don't do. We live this out. And so I want to wrap up today and I just want to invite you to take a step. Just a step. What is, what is your next step? If you, if you haven't started tithing, we put this up every single Sunday. There's all kinds of ways to give. We don't even pass a basket anymore. Right, So there, there's all kinds of ways to give. There are black boxes people give online. 91% of New Hope givers give online now. 91%. Guys, that is above the national average. That is absolutely amazing. So if you haven't started tithing, I just want to encourage you to do that. I want to challenge you to do that. God will bless you. You can't outgive God. Again, I'm not leaning in prosperity gospel. God will choose how he wants to bless you, but God loves to bless faithfulness. I'm just wondering, has anybody here experienced that? Has anybody here? Yeah, it's all over the place. I know I can. If you tithe and you often go above and beyond and you give an offering, I wanna encourage you to consider that. That's, that's just an invitation to you. Maybe you've been tithing for 20, 30 years and, and you sometimes play around with this whole idea of offerings. I would encourage you to just take a step. And if you're here and you've been a, an offerings kind of person, you've always given above and beyond your tithe, and you, you want to play around with this whole idea of extravagant giving, I want to encourage you to do that as well. There are some people here who can truly give 
extravagantly. You might not be able to get up here and preach a sermon, or you might not be able to get up here and sing a song. When Abby mentioned that we were looking for singers, our our little section over here, we laughed because we were like, you don't want us on the stage singing, (laughs) right? Right. So, so you might not be able to do that, but, but you might have means and resources where you can be an extravagant giver. Hey, check it out. United Way, United Way, the last couple years, they've averaged close to $4 billion given to United Way annually, 3.8. That's amazing, right? But here's the difference between United Way and the church. And please don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not against different charities. I'm not. I'm all for them, and there's nothing wrong with them. But here is the difference. United Way is using money to impact people on a temporal timetable. In the church of Jesus Christ, we use our money, our time, our talent, and our treasure to impact people, not for five years or 5,000 years, but forever, throughout all eternity, we are seeing lives change. You should be clapping a lot more than that right there. We get to be a part of God changing all of eternity. So wherever you are today, I just want to invite you again, take a step. That's between you and God. You can decide what that step is. But here's what you need to know. You cannot, I cannot become like Jesus unless I'm giving. He gave how much? All for me. The least I can do is honor him with my tithe. It's all about people, always has been, always will be impacting people and this world for good now and for all eternity. Amen? Amen. We're about to sing a song and it's titled, You Keep Hope Alive. It's a good one, you know it, if you've been coming here. I think we sang it on Easter, in fact. You keep hope alive. Alive. Here's the course. You keep hope alive. You keep hope alive from the beginning to end. Your word never fails. You keep hope alive because you are alive, Jesus. You are alive. Now, again, just a question. It's, it's the how behind the what. How does, how does God keep hope alive? Many ways, right? God's God. God does it in many ways. But one of the primary ways in which God keeps hope alive is when he gets a hold of a people and they start to live out this generous nature of honoring God with their resources. He then uses us, come on, to keep hope alive. In Durham, in your home, your apartment, in Raleigh, in Chapel Hill, surrounding areas, and he does it for all eternity. Praise his holy name. If you receive it, yeah. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for keeping hope alive. We thank you for doing it in and through this church. God, I thank you for every single person who has engaged this message today. Father, pour out your spirit upon us. God, I pray. I pray that wherever we are, we would all take a step. 
whatever that looks like, God, that, that we would engage this message even as we go through the parking lot, get in our car, and go home tomorrow, Tuesday. Father, may, may we not be able to shake this one. God, you've been good to us. And so I pray that your people, me included, would just discern where you're leading us. God, we said in this message, nothing really good happens in life without commitment followed by sacrifice. Father, show us where it is you want us to take that step with our finances. May we be obedient and faithful and may you bless the giver. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, stand to your feet and let's sing together.